We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And welcome back to Hardline Hour number two here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Brenda Alacy with you. Joe Beamer is my co-host. And we are delighted to welcome Mark Sullivan. He is the president and CEO of Catholic Health. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you taking time on a Sunday morning to join us. And, uh, you know, it seems like uh, the, the situation is ever-changing with uh, the COVID crisis and how everybody is responding and whether there are spikes. Just uh, every day, Mark, you must feel you wake up and, and have a new challenge. Um, what is the current uh, status of Catholic Health when it comes to COVID protocols and, and closures and so forth? Well, great. First, I always start by thanking all the healthcare heroes that have been tirelessly by the bedside since February trying to protect our community. And so my hat goes out to them. They're the true heroes. I think what we've seen is we've seen an increase uh, in COVID cases in the hospitals across the region, and most recently this week. So I think the governor's uh, vigilance on uh, protecting Western New Yorkers and New Yorkers by putting in place uh, certain protocols is really critical for our region, and most particularly and across New York State. So we've been preparing since February, Brendan, Brenda, excuse me, and uh, our goal is to just uh, continue to uh, procure supplies, uh, get our staff on the ready. But this is a different time than it was in February, and I'll share with you a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, I want to ask you specifically about uh, the, the, when the, the virus first hit back in the spring and summer, and we were, you know, all realizing how significant this virus was and what needed to happen. And I thought that your uh, your organization, Mark, was particularly in a, in a cutting edge way, and that you opened up a specific campus, St. Joseph's, for people who had COVID. Uh, what did that show you as you learned about this virus and the reaction to it right now? Well, thank you, Brenda, for your kind words. Catholic Health really prides itself on a long tradition of uh, leading innovation, no matter what the situation is. So if you go back to February and March, it's very different than today. We had no history. We did not know how the virus was spread. We did not know what the disease progression would be in individual patients. We didn't know what the, the, the um, turmoil would be in a facility. So now we have history. So back then when we, when we decided to open St. Joseph's campus, it was really about trying to take uncertainty in the healthcare environment and create certainty. So we felt by having one singular location at that point in time and focusing our attention there, maybe we would be able to um, help bend the curve, but that was without history. So when you fast forward nine or 10 months later, we ask ourselves, what's the best approach for the current environment? Now we have what they're calling living room spread or uh, pockets of spread throughout the community. We know more about COVID. So Catholic Health is really implementing a hybrid model now where we're still utilizing St. Joseph campus, 
but our other hospitals as well are stepping up to support um, COVID patients in their facilities. So that was a unique time, uh, and uh, I'm proud of the leadership team, and particularly the caregivers at the bedside, the union leadership that stepped forward to help us, the governor's office, the Department of Health. But that was a different time than today. But our numbers are, are in this region are going to be um, – could e- eclipse that, actually, if we uh, don't as citizens step up and start taking uh, uh, safety precautions. Mark, you said the, the numbers could eclipse where we were a few months ago at the beginning of the pandemic? Yes, and I, I'm only basing that on data, so it's not it's not to emotionally charge the conversation, Joe, but the bottom line is there's a social responsibility that has not been met for months in Western New York in particular. Uh, we are all suffering from COVID fatigue. We want it to be over, but the only way we can stem it or, or uh, flatten the curve is really by wearing masks, social distancing, and washing our hands, and really respecting each other. I always use this example of we got to move away from me and focus on a we generation. If we go back in history, 101 years ago to the Spanish flu in San Francisco, when they lifted the mask ordinance, they saw a huge spike. It was November 11th, 1919, believe it or not. They saw a huge spike because people then didn't have to wear masks. And if you look at the numbers from 101 years ago, 675,000 people died of Spanish flu Americans, and we're already at 245. And we have more data. We know how it, um, it spread. We have uh, great caregivers, technology. Uh, great uh, state government, local government. Why can't we bend this curve? That's the challenge I have for the community. Mark, can you compare where hospitalizations for you were a month ago compared to what's gone on the last couple of days? Yes, I would say um, if you, you always rewind 14 days, Joe, and I'd say you know Halloween is kind of where we're, if you think about the gatherings that probably happened then, um, we're going to see a spike. So I think for the region, uh, it's it's doubled. Um, and based on my briefing, I get a briefing twice a day from our team since February, and our numbers have gone up about uh, 13 and 24 hours. And that would mean basically people that have showed up, presented in the hospital. And remember, 80% of COVID-positive patients uh, can recover at home. So it's important that people are evaluating this with their primary care physician before they, uh, they uh, enter the emergency rooms. So the numbers continue to climb, but we're also seeing a, a different population. The younger uh, generations coming in. Uh, the, the length of stay is a little different, meaning that the time they're in the hospital may be less on ventilators at this moment in time, but it's still taxing to the healthcare workers. And Joe, I'll say it this way. When you go back in the spring, we didn't have flu season, cold season. It was about COVID. So every bed you could shore up was for COVID. Now we're moving into the season where we're going to have beds occupied by patients that have COVID when we may need them for a flu and other symptoms. So we got to do our part, uh, much like they did in, the, in the, the history of our country as individuals. And you say younger people coming to the hospital. Are we talking younger, fully healthy people? Are we talking about younger people with underlying conditions or a mix of everything? A mix of everything. And I think what's important for the listeners to know is that COVID knows no age limits. We've unfortunately had um, the death of 22-year-old marathon runner. Uh, we've had someone that survived that was 90 years old. So to say, well, if I get it, I get it, it's socially irresponsible because it's not just about you getting it. It's about you spreading it to someone who would be vulnerable. So respiratory uh, illnesses, cold, flu will compound that. So the people coming in now may have other symptoms, but they're also taking um, services away from someone that may need them. And so that's really important to think about. And, you know, you can go back in history and read through the World Wars, World War II, and, and how everyone in the nation stepped up and supported um, our troops 
and we need to think of the healthcare heroes as troops because what we're doing is we're putting them in a situation again where we don't need to if we just take that social responsibility to a higher level. We're talking with Mark Sullivan, who is the president and CEO of Catholic Health. And Mark, what do you say to uh, folks who claim that masks don't work? In fact, we have somebody texting in saying it's right on the box of masks that they do not prevent the spread of COVID. Uh, there are a lot of mask deniers out there. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, um, I don't see people doing the same thing about seatbelts, but yet they put them on every day. So it's been proven statistically. Now, I don't know which masks the person's looking at their box. Um, that could be a legal thing they put on there because if someone gets COVID and they're wearing a mask, maybe there's some uh, litigious uh, issue that would come up with that. But it is proven. You can Google the science behind it. But uh, uh, masks do help prevent the spread. And that's the most important thing. If we're preventing the spread, then we're not going to see the infection rates that we see. And that means when you're in your home, that living room spread is just because you know the people doesn't mean they, they may have it. And remember, you could have symptoms that you think are the flu or a cold or seasonal allergies. And those symptoms sometimes are similar uh, to COVID. So you could be spreading it. So why would you not do something that could increase the safety of your neighbors? If we're the city of good neighbors, we should be doing everything as individuals to stop the spread. So this is not about me. It's about we. And so masks work, hand washing works, uh, social distancing works. It's all been proven. So I think it's important people realize that. If they don't believe that, we would welcome them, any healthcare provider in West New York would welcome them into the hospital to see the devastation, not only for the patients and their families, but also the caregivers that go to school to save lives. I think it's really critical that because it's invisible, people don't believe the impact it has, the devastation on families. We're going we're gonna to pass maybe 800 deaths in Erie County uh, in the next uh, couple weeks here. That's a travesty. And so um, I think it's important to do everything you could do um, as an individual citizen and a Western New Yorker. It seems to make perfect sense to me, Mark. And, and the other thing, too, we should point out that if one is wearing a mask, it has to be over the nose and mouth. I've seen a lot of people walking around with their masks under their nose, and it just won't fly. Right. So, Brent, it's kind of interesting if you think of um, seatbelts, for example. Some people wear them underneath their arm. Some people hold them in place. Some people only put them on when they're driving long distances. You know, it has to be a habit, and you're using that as a habit to protect yourself and the loved ones in your car. It's the same thing. I think, Brenda, one thing I'd, I'd point out, too, if I have another moment, is, is kind of the sure. preparedness. Um, Catholic Health is very, excuse me, Western New York is very fortunate to have incredible health systems. All the health systems in Erie County and the, and the eight counties are doing their best to prepare for whatever comes. But I look at first responders, and what I try and tell listeners or people that I talk to is that we do not have a fire truck at the end of everyone's street waiting for a fire to start. Well, that'd be impossible to have. Why is that? Because people are taking responsibility to prevent fires. If by chance there was a fire in every home or every neighborhood or every town, it would be impossible for the first responders to meet the needs and provide a safe place or rescue people. It's the same with hospitals. So why can't we take that same philosophy of being good citizens, prevention of COVID spread, take the sacrifices we need. We're not asking people to sacrifice gas rations or food like they did during World War II. It's, it's just simple courtesy. And I think that's being a good neighbor. And I think if you think of it from the fire department standpoint, that's a really good example because you're going to ask me in a minute, so is Catholic Health prepared for the next surge? We are as prepared as we can be. It all depends on how Western New Yorkers step up and, and bend that curve. And it's true for every health system. 
because they've been working tirelessly seven days a week since February as well. The last thought on that, Brenda, would be back in February and March, don't forget there was only two states in the nation that were focused on COVID, New York and Washington. And our Governor, governor Cuomo did an outstanding job by a rallying cry for all the other states to help out New York because we were in a hot spot. Now we have over 48 states, about 48 states, that are hot spots. So supplies will be tough to come by, and we really got to do our part to prevent it. And that's going to be the key in the upcoming holiday season. Eight months uh, of the pandemic, Mark, and no end in sight. How do you uh, prepare your, your health care workers, your staff who are on the front lines, to deal with this day in and day out, both physically and emotionally? Well, they say that uh, fear is the absence of faith. So at Catholic Health, we pride ourselves on uh, associate safety and really connecting with them. So what we implemented back in the spring, because this is you know post-traumatic stress for, for many of us in, in the healthcare field, uh, we have what's called a resiliency program that we uh, established. We have over 100 people um, that could assist people, uh, caregivers, physicians, community leaders, families, uh, with just one phone call or website, um, and they can connect with a social worker, a chaplain, a listening heart, we call them, to connect with them. But it is, it is tiring when you see people coming in uh, to the facility, I'm sure, as caregivers, and, you just, and it doesn't really stop. But caregivers are the most uh, remarkable individuals for what they do in the self-sacrifice for their families uh, uh, and exposing themselves to COVID potentially. So we just tell them to, to continue to be focused, communicate with us, tell us what you need. I apologize in my weekly video to them Friday that I'm sorry we're going through this again. We need to step up and do what we can. Um, but there are heroes. And so rather than making signs for the next wave and putting them outside all the community uh, facilities in Western New York, be a hero to a healthcare hero and stop the spread. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. That's the way you show the healthcare workers that you love them. It starts with you. Mark, it seems like we've touched a nerve when it comes to the mask issue. Our text board uh, has a lot of comments about it, and I'll just give you a general overview. They're saying that mask usage is not based on facts. Uh, on facts. Many people were already in hospice who died from COVID. Uh, 70% of the people that got COVID wore masks. Now, these are people putting this on the text board. I'm not saying that that's, in fact, accurate. So uh, how do you respond to that? And, and another one about Dr. Fauci saying uh, way back when that masks were not effective. When you hear those types of comments, or perhaps when you're at the hospital and, and you oversee several hospitals locally, and you might have somebody come into the hospital and maintain those very principles, what do you say to them? I say a couple things. Um, I, I am not in a position, nor is anyone in this country, to say that masks are the silver bullet. There's not many safety precautions that we take that say um, they're going to, going to work. But it is proven statistically that masks reduce the spread, and social distancing does, of COVID. It, it's just proven. If someone is on hospice, it's terribly unfortunate. The fragility of their health already um, is, is at stake even before they get COVID. So every individual situation is different. But I guess I would say this. If there was a 5% chance and not a 99% chance for the people they're texting in, and I'd love to hear more of their comments, why wouldn't you wear a mask? And that's, that's kind of where we're at now in, in this country. Why wouldn't you do everything possible to prevent the spread? So if we get enamored by data or red, green, yellow zones, we're totally missing the point about social responsibility. And if someone said to me tomorrow, Mark, I think two masks would help, we would evaluate that and we look for data to see if that would work. But we know around the world, masks have helped bend the curve of COVID. 
and living room spread comes by people not wearing masks. So it's not a silver bullet, and it's not about just the data. It's also about why not adding one more chance to us to stop the spread, and that's how I look at masks. Um, for people, that can be argued. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. For people who are facing surgery uh, in the coming months, and they've been told to go to one of the hospitals under your purview, Mark. Uh, what would you say? Should they move forward with that surgery? I think it's a personal decision, but I do know hospitals are probably one of the safest places to be because of what's in place. And when I say safest, I'm not saying it is the safest, but compared to what I saw last night driving through different towns of um, different establishments that were pretty busy, gas stations, stores, you know, there's not uh, infectious disease specialists looking at the flow of, of, um, of infection or spread. So it's a personal decision. Um, if someone needs to have surgery, we, we were fortunate enough to receive a waiver on May 5th to perform elective surgeries, and we had over, over 2,000 people that came forward and needed to have surgery. Um, I've had family members that have had surgery. It's really going to be touch and go depending on what each individual feels uh, is, is how important their surgery is. But uh, we have protocols in place that, that uh, we hope to keep our patients safe. Um, as time moves on, but every day is different with, with COVID. So it's an individual decision. And I would respect uh, each patient to speak to their physician. Uh, could they put it off? Um, the same with any other appointments, just to be safe. And, and you oversee the hospitals uh, that are so well known to many of us in the community, Kenmore Mercy, Mercy Hospital in South Buffalo, uh, Mount St. Mary, Sisters of Charity Hospital, St. Joseph's Campus, St. Joseph Campus. Uh, what about the emergency rooms in those facilities, Mark? Do you how do you, I guess, uh, socially distance? Are your chairs blocked off? Do you only have certain areas where people can sit? That's got to be a challenge when somebody is facing an emergency situation and needs to be seen quickly, but probably has some doubt about whether they want to step foot into a hospital. Right. So I think you have to think of it this way. It's all about re really your own sense of comfort. So at each of our hospitals, we also have you know nursing homes, home care companies, outpatient sites, labs, and things as well. But each of our hospitals, there are safety protocols in place uh, when people walk in, um, and they have to be masked, of course, and the, the seating is separate. But any emergency, if you have an emergency, um, and I would say this to my own family, if you have an emergency, you know, call 911 and, and go to the nearest hospital because you're better off having that issue dealt with than thinking you can solve it at home. Because we are seeing, not, I'm not saying Western New York particularly, but throughout the country, people that are putting off certain things, maybe uh, chest pain, things like that, uh, stroke. Uh, but uh, we're doing the best we can. The key for the community, though, is um, talk to your physician. If you're not feeling well, um, Catholic Health has what's called CH Care on Demand. It's an app that's available at Apple or the Google Play Store, and that is a way to have virtual visits within 7 to 13 minutes with the physician. So you download the app. You'll be able to connect and go over the symptoms. Um, if, if you're talking to your primary care doctor, the same thing. So I wouldn't come to the hospital unless you need to, but if you do need to go to any of the hospitals, I'm sure throughout West New York, um, all those protocols are in place to, to try and keep you as safe as, as we can. Any emergencies That's... are dealt with on a vertical basis or horizontal basis, meaning when they come in, they're dealt with right away. And we do what's called um, uh, pivot uh, nurses that come in and separate the people that are coming in horizontally or coming in vertically. And we're just doing the best we can. It's kind of repairing a plane in flight because COVID's so new to, to healthcare. <laughs> That's a great analogy. You must feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants most days. Mark Sullivan, CEO and President of Catholic Health, thank you very much for taking the time to join us this morning. Sure, sure, Brenna. Thank you, and Joe, and, and God bless, and uh, everyone stay safe, and go Bills. Thank you. Yes, go Bills. Have a happy Thanksgiving. 
And we'll be back in our next segment after the news with Dan Stapleton, who is with the Niagara County Department of Health. Your calls and texts welcome at 803-0930. And it is 1130. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. on uh, Sunday the 15th, already halfway through the month of November, and I can't complain about the temperatures so far, although today, be careful out there, hunker down, as they say, because we are expected to have winds that could potentially be damaging uh, starting around 4 o'clock, so let's hope the uh, power doesn't go out and we can enjoy, hopefully, a Bills win as they play the cards in Arizona. I'm glad there's no game at the stadium today. It would be a pretty ugly uh, game to sit through. Well, our phone lines are open at 716-803-0930, and that's the same number for the text board. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Dan Stapleton to Hardline this morning. Dan is the uh, Niagara County Department of Health head. And, Dan, thank you so much for taking some time on a Sunday to join us. Good morning, Brenda. Nice to be with you. Good morning to you as well, sir. And tell us, uh, I, I was looking at your website, and I see you have a running tally of how things are going as it relates to COVID-19. What's the latest word on uh, the number of people in Niagara County who have the disease? Well, so far since the crisis began, we uh, we had uh, 2,704 positives. And of course, that's from Friday that day. That number is growing uh, every day. Uh, continuing to have those, you know, we had uh, 73 uh, new positive cases on Friday. So we're definitely seeing an uptick in the number of positive cases we're getting uh, throughout the county, we had a a very uh, a much quieter uh, summer, if you will, and uh, not, the numbers are definitely have started increasing over the past uh, couple weeks or so. Do you think it's the obvious reason people are indoors more, uh, the weather's changing, and perhaps people have let their guard down a bit? Well, I think it's it's all those things and more. You know, we're seeing. Uh, you know, I, I visited every single school district in Niagara County. And I see the schools are safe. I see them following directions. I see masks being worn by the students and the staff. So I, but, but the thing that worries me is those things you mentioned, but also we see parents having Halloween parties. We see birthday parties. Um, we see play dates. Those things that we used to be able to do, we can no longer do. You know, the Halloween parties, we've seen a major uptick in cases, and we think 
that uh, definitely Halloween parties that occurred um, definitely added to those numbers. So, you know, that's a major concern that we have is that uh, people are not following the very specific and simple rules that we've given since the crisis first began. So that's a concern of ours. Are you seeing particular pockets, Dan, throughout Niagara County? I know some of the legislators were uh, struck down by COVID. Are you seeing particular pockets throughout your county that seem uh, to be uh, affected more so than others? Well, you know, we, we've seen an increase across all of the municipalities. But when you talk about uh, community, we saw a major uptick in cases in at Niagara University, for example. Uh, that contributed uh, a lot to our numbers that we've been experiencing over the past week or two. So, you know, uh, across all the county, we're seeing these numbers. But like I said, we have some areas that are contributing, and, and uh, higher education is definitely one of those. Now, I notice on your website you have a tagline called Prevent, Promote, and Protect. And uh, obviously, <laughs> very good advice in many ways when it comes to health care. Uh, but it looks like uh, we've really touched a nerve with a lot of our listeners who are texting in about masks, many of whom maintain that masks really don't work or that perhaps they don't offer the uh, the safety that, that uh, people are touting. For example, the scientists, whether it's Fauci or Redfield, uh, talking about how masks are very effective and is definitely part of the protocol. To that end, Dan, uh, do you tell people to wear masks? Do you wear a mask? Do you instruct your staff to do so? Oh, yeah. You know, everywhere, every uh, uh, county building has people wearing masks. Uh, masks are no longer an option. Uh, I wear masks. Uh, my, uh, my, my staff wear the masks, but also all the employees in Niagara County expected to wear masks. So I think there are a number of things we can do. And, and you know, I count on people who are very, who have spent their entire career uh, studying diseases, and I count on them for the advice. I count on experts like the CDC, the World Health Organization, um, NIH, and the National Institutes of Health. I count on those individuals to, uh, to help guide us as well. So, yeah, I know that you know, there's a debate in a small, small portion of the population that says, well, masks don't work. Well, we know uh, that, that uh, healthcare workers wear those masks every day to stop the spread of disease. We know that being more than six feet away is what we need to do to to cut down on the spread of COVID. We also know that having uh, parties, large groups of people without masks and without social distance increases everybody's risk. And it's not just the people who go to those events, but they bring it back uh, to their communities, to their homes, to their business. uh, And we want to make sure that they don't spread it to others. Dan, do you think we're going, we are going to see the numbers decrease over the next two weeks now that Niagara University is out of school? Will that help lower the number of positive cases? Well, you know, Joe, I, I hope so. You know, we saw the uh, number of quarantines drop by uh, almost 300 in just a few days, and, and a lot of those individuals were uh, students from higher education. So, you know, I don't want to say the numbers will go down, but I do know if we don't do the things we need to do, the numbers will definitely increase. And and talking about increasing, I don't want to forecast doom and gloom. You know, I I don't want to do that. But just forecasting from what we're looking at, what we saw 
Easter weekend and what we saw the two weeks after Easter earlier in the pandemic, um, what is the forecast for the holiday time? I mean, are we looking at numbers that in, in Niagara County, are we looking at numbers that are going to be higher than what we saw in April and May? Yes, I mean, our, our numbers are already hot, much higher than they were in April and May. We didn't have, you know, uh, all these double digit increases. I had uh, one day where I had 82 new cases in one day. I didn't have that in any time of the pandemic. So our numbers are already higher than they were in, you know, April and May. And, uh, you know, we had a, we had a really a major lull in cases. Uh, we had a couple of days where we didn't have any over the summer. Um, but it's steadily increasing. And I knew now that we need to uh, be even more vigilant than we have when we increase, when we do schools, when schools open, when we open up more things, it increases our risk. We need to manage that risk uh, because if we don't, uh, we know the numbers are definitely going to continue to increase. And all of the people, well, you know, Mark Sullivan talked about healthcare workers and first responders. All the people have put their lives in danger uh, to to protect all of us. I would hate for their efforts and their risks to go for nothing. So we really need to, uh, you know, they wear the masks. They wear all their uh, PPE when they're uh, my nurses when they're doing clinics and so on. We need to make sure we do that. It's 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 difficult. It's not convenient, but we really need to be more vigilant now. Dan, I know this might be a, a tough question, and I I don't mean to put you on the spot, but in your opinion, what would be not reaction enough versus what would be overreaction to the cases we are seeing right now? <laughs> um. Well, I can tell you, I'm 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 very concerned about the numbers. Um, you know, if if we knew that people were just following these simple rules, we're sure that that would keep these numbers from increasing in the way rate they are. I know based on data that we have people that are not following the rules with masks. They're going to parties. When I have a Halloween party in Niagara County of over 50 people, which is a violation, and I have 18 people who are directly were, were turned positive based on attending that party, that means we have a problem and people are not listening to, uh, to doing so. The enforcement's going to increase. We need to make sure that people are following the rules, uh, and if not for them, then for the people they're infecting. Mark, uh, there's a lot of talk, and you know, we're, we've learned terms uh, over this past eight months th- that are new to, to me. I'll speak for myself. Something called herd immunity. I was never quite sure what that meant until I started to read and research about it. And people have uh, different points of view about herd immunity and how it might affect those uh, with COVID or those who are concerned about contracting COVID. Do you think herd immunity is a reasonable way to attack this this virus? Uh, you know, I think you know uh, it's also known as the cocoon effect, uh, mm-hmm. herd effect, all these things. Uh, and, and that's at a time when you don't have the ability to take enough precautions to stop the spread. As long as you still have uh, reasonable precautions that people aren't following, we need to follow those first before we try other types of of, uh, of uh, ways to stop the spread. So once again, follow people need to follow the very simple rules before. Um, the spread increases so dramatically, like we like we're seeing right now, a dramatic increase, and we need to get that under control. 
As far as uh, protecting people in Niagara County, uh, do you, you mentioned about walk-in clinics. What do people have uh, access to in the county? And, and does it involve people who perhaps have uh, little insurance, underinsured, no insurance? Uh, who can be helped in Niagara County? Actually, uh, there are multiple um, sites out in Niagara County throughout. It's all on our website and our Facebook page that allows people to get uh, put in their zip code and find out where they can get tested. We have a number of uh, sites throughout uh, Niagara County, and um, a lot of those are not, uh, there's not a charge associated with them. Uh, I'll uh, give a plug for the one that's being conducted by the state at Niagara County Community College. Uh, that's operated seven days a week. It's free. It, it's easy access for people uh, to get testing. A simple number, 1-888-364-3065. That, uh, they can call that number. They'll talk to a person who can uh, then uh, give them an appointment to be seen at the uh, Niagara County Community College drive through You don't even even need to get out of your car uh, to be able to do that. That's a great service. But, of course, there's urgent care centers. There's a community health center of Niagara Falls. There's multiple options in Niagara County to be able to be tested. Um, so that's been important to us. Uh, we wish there was more rapid testing available. We really do. Um, but it isn't uh, as readily available as we want. So, uh, you know, people are going to be um, having multiple options on where they can get tested. And, and if they uh, ha have symptoms, they feel sick, uh, those types of things, uh, they should definitely consider get, getting tested. You have a, a wealth of information on your Facebook page, and I noticed that you have, um, through uh, Niagara County Legislator Dave Godfrey, uh, that you're, you're going to be uh, giving away some hand sanitizer and masks uh, this coming week throughout Niagara County. Is that something that you're able to do on a regular basis, Dan, in conjunction with, uh, with government leaders? Well, uh, yeah, that's being uh, led by uh, Jonathan Schultz, our Director of Emergency Management, uh, working with uh, Legislator Godfrey, so uh, that's something that we've been that's been done throughout the pandemic. Uh, we do it as much as possible. We know that not everybody might have uh, easy access to some of the things we'll be giving out, like uh, face masks, uh, uh, hand sanitizer, those types of things. So we we do we've been doing that throughout uh, the pandemic. We'll continue to do it as you know as often as we have the supplies. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, the supplies are coming in but they're not coming in as as quickly as we want but that's true with a lot of these uh, supplies that we need uh, whether it's testing supplies or ppe uh, but jonathan schultz has done a great job getting uh, the county what they need that's great to hear and and i assume that you also have uh, contact with uh, your counterparts in erie county as well are, are you you know working together collaboratively uh, during the COVID crisis yes uh, dr burstein and i we, we talk regularly I'm also a past president of our state association, so I have uh, multiple calls each week, sometimes uh, multiple calls on the same day, to make sure that uh, we're all on the same page. Uh, you know, call, talk with my counterparts from Nassau County, and then mm -hmm. I talk with my counterparts from Erie and, and oh, Orleans and Genesee and so on. You know, Dan, we, we, we focus so much on wearing a mask, and we should be focused on wearing a mask when you're out in public, uh, social distancing, social distancing when you're at the grocery store, hopefully something that sticks with people even after the pandemic. Um, but 
I, I don't notice a lot on, on Twitter or a lot in the speeches that we hear from Governor Cuomo or even at the federal level uh, about people taking care of themselves. You know, we, we hear everyone making fun of the COVID-19 and uh, should we be also promoting more of a healthy lifestyle to go along with wearing a mask, you know, be it your healthiest um, physically and mentally during these trying times? Yeah, yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right, Joe. You know, when uh, when Brent opened up the show, talked about prevent, promote, and protect, uh, one of the things we promote is a healthy lifestyle, uh, people making the right decisions uh, for them and their family. Uh, I think uh, that that we all need to do that at these times because we all know that the, there's a direct connection between the mental health of an individual and their physical health. So we definitely need to make sure that we take care of that as well. The... The fatigue that people talk about, the COVID fatigue, that's a real thing, and it's really difficult for people. But I just think we've gone through in Niagara County. Uh, uh, it's been a, it's been a, it was a very quiet summer. I know that the public can do this because they've already done it once um, in the first wave, if you will. So it's not like uh, you know Niagara County stepped up big time uh, for the when, the when the pandemic first started and they need to do that again and they can do that again. They just need to do it now. We can't wait. We can't wait a day or two or three or after the holidays. We need to do it right now, like today, Sunday, and start making sure we're doing the things we know that we need to do because uh, we don't get second chances like this to stop this. So we need to, you know, they said stop it right now. Last question for you, Dan. Uh, when when people need to take action, as you just described, uh, and yet they'll say this is all politicized. This is because the country's divided politically. Uh, you know, it comes down to us versus them. How do you respond to that when you hear that? Well, I, you know, I, I'm I'm not a, a political person, but but I know that people uh, in the community when I walk by them, I don't know whether they're uh, a Republican or a Democrat or independent, or whether they uh, really follow politics or not. Uh, when I'm at the grocery store, you know, with my mask on and I'm watching everybody else with their mask on, we don't know who is what. So I just think the politics, I, I stay away from those. Uh, I don't uh, debate a lot because we know what we need to do, and we can't count on our, you know, our, uh, our governor or our president to tell us, uh, what the right thing is, we already know that. We, nobody needs the, the president or the governor to tell them, hey, this is what you need to do, because, you know, I think we all know that, um, whether it's from uh, Twitter, Facebook, and, and so on, or whether it's from your show. People know the right thing to do. Uh, we just basically need to, to do it because we know what's right for us. Dan, thank you for uh, joining us, and we look forward to talking to you again. Uh, stay safe and go Bills. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Brenda. Thank you very much, Dan. Happy Thanksgiving as well. And, Joe, we will be back next Sunday, of course. Uh, I know, you know, there's so much to talk about these days with the election, polling, COVID, uh, you know, and on a local level, too, you know, with our, our Erie County and Buffalo politics, not to mention uh, Governor Cuomo, who's back in the spotlight quite a bit again. So there is plenty to chew on. Uh, let us know what you want to hear on this show. We're always open to suggestion as well. And, and hey, you know what? I understand it's the holiday season. We're getting there. You want to see loved ones. You want to see friends. And hey, I'm not going to tell you don't, uh, but I think we can all agree to be safe when you're out in public, mask up. Even if you don't 
believe in the mask, just put the mask on. You know what I mean? Just just be safe. Let's try to get these numbers down so we can have a good holiday season. And I mean for all. So we don't have to see our hospitals overcrowded and we can be with our families again in the near future. Good advice, my friends. Stay healthy, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Hardline. Go Bills. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 